Welcome to the True Safety Podcast with Apollonia Rockwell, where each week you hear from safety industry experts and leaders discussing safety culture, team development, and the future of the safety industry. If you are looking for help with your safety program or have questions, head to truesafetyservices.com slash podcast. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an exciting episode because this is a part two with the True Safety Podcast and part two with a really special guest, Chris Cameron, the Director of Occupational Health at Makavica Physical Therapy. Chris, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. I'm so excited. My wheels, I'm not kidding. We filmed on a Friday that last time and mm-hmm. my wheels were spinning all weekend because truly I meant what I said with, I haven't had a conversation with another physical therapist that truly understood all of my clients over these last years, all of their needs, their pain points, their future hopes and goals and Mm -hmm. dreams for their company. Like you really, really understand all those components. You know, you understand your dream customer, which is Mm -hmm. a company that wants to first and foremost achieve zero incidents on the job, but is doing doing something about that. And that's what makes me really excited to chat with you. But yeah, did you have any thoughts after our first Yeah, no, you're right. It was, it was, after we talked, it was, and even when we got off, it was funny how we, we'd said, holy cow, that was whatever it was, 40 minutes or whatever it was. And it felt like 10, you know, and I still felt like there was, you know, a lot of runway left there to go. So it'll be nice to, to cover the things we didn't catch last time and, and see what else we, we dig up. Absolutely. Yeah. So the first thing that comes to my mind that weekend when I was wheels are spinning and then talking to customers, it's funny, but not funny. After our conversation, I probably after we last filmed, I've had three strains on the job Mm -hmm. um, working with customers. So we had three incidents there. And then I actually got a text message late last night. I was sleeping. So I got it in the morning of a customer that a gentleman who it wasn't even in his job description. It's not really in his job description to Mm be um, out and about on the job site. He's an engineer on a drilling rig. And so he was just out walking. And as you know, we have crazy weather right now in Colorado and he slipped, tripped. And now, oh my gosh, Chris, you're going to actually die when you hear this is like our worst case scenario Mm -hmm. of what happens. So it's not even in his job description, you know, and no one plans on getting hurt, right? This isn't the employee's fault. Goodness gracious. He just slipped, right? Yeah. Nobody goes to to work planning to get hurt that day. At least most employees don't. Right. Absolutely. And so my, my perspective for the audience here, I'm not blaming the employee. Gosh, you know, poor guy. So he goes out there, he slips, he, he gets a strain. They take him to the doctor. The doctor uh, does give him some first aid advice, but gives him a prescription for I don't even know what. I knew the hammer was going to drop on this story eventually. I just didn't know where. And there it is. No, and it it gets Mm -hmm. worse. So the initial physical, the initial report was restricted duty. And here's the deal. When you employers, supervisors, whoever's, you know, whatever title it is that you're listening, if you're sending an employee 
to a physical therapist or to even the initial emergency room, doctor appointment, urgent care. When you're sending somebody who's not familiar, you're sending an employee to a, a, a clinic that's not familiar with OSHA regulations, of course they're going to pers- do a prescription maybe when it's mm-hmm. not needed, but also throw on their restricted duty when mm-hmm. it was restricted duty from lifting and all these things. Well, that's not even in his job description. So it right. didn't need to be a restricted duty to no. begin with. No. So then it spirals. They're getting him sent, long story short, getting him sent to get an MRI. And then oh, he goes man. to another facility where they send him, give him more prescriptions. And now he's out of work and, uh, Oh my gosh! It just, yep. I could get more into it, but yeah. Yep. No. Those, How many times those, have you heard that? I mean, that yeah, was, I was just going to say that that story's been written so many times over and over beforehand, which is it's so hard because it just didn't need to be that way, right? I mean, kind of like we talked yeah. about last time. You, if companies can build relationships with providers, you know, rather than just going into it blind, your outcomes are are drastically improved for everybody. I mean, now you're your employee there is, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Odds are, I mean, I can picture this guy in my head and, you know, an MRI is going to find something. General laborers all have something wrong with them. It's, you know, you watch the NFL now, you know, it's, it's, all those guys are injured, right? It's the end of the season. They've all been banging each other around for 17 weeks. Everybody's got something wrong. I mean, injured workers are or, you know, material handlers and laborers are the same. I mean, they've been, they've been doing hard work for years and years and years. Nobody's a hundred percent. Right. So if you throw somebody into an MRI machine, they're going to find something. And what a great message. No, that is no joke. That is no joke. Take anybody right now who, who has been in the industry, they're out there doing physical labor. And of course we're, you know, and of course, not everything is going to be perfect, but then take into consideration, maybe that person is lifting outside, you right. know, of working and maybe they're a heavy lifter or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so we just, you have no idea you're going into an MRI blind employers listening when you mm-hmm. don't have a baseline uh-huh. for your employees. Uh-huh. And that's what wraps into part one yep. to part two. Yeah. But so anyways, uh, yeah, since we chatted last, I've been thinking about our conversation so much just because it's real life for me on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. when customers come to me in a complete frantic, they just had an amazing year, zero accidents, or maybe they had a couple first aids and then bam, December has hit everyone hard Mm -hmm. because of the weather, because of, you know, holiday fog, whatever it is. And uh, bam, recordable as your Christmas gift. (laughs) Yep. And I mean, stress plays, you know, you can factor in stress on people's concentration and that, you know, people get hurt when they're not paying attention. So, I mean, you can throw all that in, you know, it's funny you bring this up because I just, I was sitting in a meeting with a, um, just a major general contractor around here. And, I was sitting with our safety director going over year to date stuff and comparing to last year. And, uh, they have gotten killed in the last two years with recordables coming from exactly what you just said. It's coming from their foremen who aren't supposed to be doing the heavy work and are supposed to know better. And yeah, yeah. it was like, it was something crazy. Like two thirds of their recordable injuries have come from people working outside of their job description. And I mean, you can get into the rationale and the reasons why, but, it's it's almost exactly the story you just told is real life and it's it's hitting 
guys I work with now. <clears throat> Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Well, so both you and I are seeing this. It's industry wide. It's not specific to one type of labor, like manufacturing or, or you know, whatever. This is affecting all workers across the board. Right. So we could both agree on that employers are facing the same issue, right? So what I would love to dive into is what was really exciting me, what we were chatting about off air is the preventative side. And so many employers come to me at the end of the year, typically last quarter. And, and I'm sure you've heard this several times, your dream clients are bringing up the word proactive and preventative measures. Okay, Chris, we either in our, we had a couple recordables this last year, or we had a great year last year, and I want to continue on that track record. Um, I've been told there's a buzzword about, you know, well, we want to be proactive. We got to stop being reactive. We got to stop doing that. How do I get proactive with my company ring in the new year. It's 2023. We want to, we want to have an amazing year. What is some advice that you can give me that you can give to those employers that you've seen work effectively? Yeah. It, um, for me, it all starts pre shift pre work. You know, what are your, what are your guys doing before they get to the job site? Are they stopping at the gas station for a pack of smokes and two Red Bulls or are we doing something? We obviously, yeah. And that comes out of truth because you see it all the time. Right. But, but you know, are they doing anything that is geared toward getting their body moving before they start doing heavy stuff? Um, you know, and, we've heard the phrase industrial athlete, right? I mean, that was kind of a bit of buzzword around the last few years, yeah. at least in my world. Um, yep. so, you know, what I do is I sit down and I compare kind of the job demands with companies to athletes, right? Okay. You're, you're, you wouldn't send a guy out to play a football game or a basketball game just cold off the couch, right? No, you see these guys, they're out, they're warming up for extended periods of time before they do anything with, even modest or moderate exertion. Why aren't employees doing the same thing? So what we have done um, that's been pretty successful is we'll look at like your old pre-shift stretch program and so many of them are just cold static stretches. So if a guy just put down a couple Red Bulls and hopped out of the pickup and does, you know, some static hamstring stretch and maybe some wrist extension, oh, we'll do a few neck circles. All right, let's go. I'm good. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Where's the heavy stuff? I'll pick it up for you. No, that's a terrible idea. So what we've done is um, gone back to the drawing board and put in way more dynamic stuff. You know, goal being I want every part of your body moving and I want your heart rate up for – Five to ten okay. minutes, even before you're before you go doing something, so that your body's warm. It's going to drastically reduce your your soft tissue strains off the bat because you're already loosened mm-hmm. up before you start mm-hmm. picking up the heavy stuff, like I talked about. Um, mm-hmm. And it it's good for overall health too, right? I mean, yeah. th- you, you want healthy workers, so why not give them a little bit of a workout prior to them doing? their job. I mean, it's, it's dual function. It's, it's more than dual function. It's multifunction. There's so many good things you can do from having a dynamic program that involves all joints and a piece of cardio before these guys get going. And it's been super successful. Oh my goodness. I, I'm still, I'm like speechless and, and wheel spinning again because I've heard and I've seen and I've used the practical 
five to 10 minute stretch, but you know, you just mentioned something that I haven't heard a lot before, which is that second half, that second piece, which is getting your heart rate up a little yes. bit and revamping this program. And so can you, this is so practical. This is, um, this is a tool that everybody listening can adopt in, in their company today, starting out the new year. And so what are some, in case somebody is listening, an employer is listening and they're really, they're, they're bought in. Okay, Chris, like this makes sense. I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to take the first step. You know, you're, you're not in Colorado. Let's say somebody's listening right. in Colorado. How can I, how can I get started with a program like this? How can you help me here? Yeah. So there's a lot of ways to go about it, right? I mean, you can, I, I have found in my dealings with companies, everybody knows everybody kind of thing. So yeah. I've had, you know, pick the brains of, of the people, you know, either in your industry or in other industries and see what they're doing. That's kind of the easiest place to start is, is the old ask your friends, right? I mean, we, we all do that when we're considering changing anything. Oftentimes we go seeking opinions of the people we know and trust, see yeah. what they're doing. If, if you don't get any good ideas from there, I mean, certainly I'm a resource and, and I'm more than happy to, con- to consult with, with anybody who's interested on, on things like this. But it, it all comes back kind of what we talked about last time is, is you got to find your person in your area that you know and that you trust that can help you with these things. I mean, PTs are great resources because this is the world we live in, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we live in you know, I was brought up in the kind of the reactive stage of PT in early in my career. Now we've gone better into the prevention as other healthcare providers have too. Um, Find yourself a resource. Find yourself somebody in your area that knows this. And like I said, I'm certainly happy to help from a distance. But, you know, in the end, you, you got to have somebody that's in your corner and, you know, obviously probably near you to help with all the things that we've talked about. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's great. And so when companies adopt a program like this, how can it pair up? You know, one program is always great, right? So, all right, a stretching, getting your heart rate up. I'm bought in. I want to start doing this. What's something else that that program can work in conjunction with too? So I guess what goes through my mind is it would be great if all, you know, a dream, a dream world is employees are starting out with, with an effective program like this. And then you mentioned that buzzword, that keyword, that industrial athlete, um, like what is that? mean for people who haven't heard that term what are have you seen other companies do anything out of the box in addition to the stretching program like what else can we do we talked a lot in part one about having a pre having um yeah, pre-screening with employees. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really, really important. Yeah. You know, what I hear you saying is find a physical therapist, a partner that we, that you love and trust, build a relationship with them is step one. Um, communicate with that PT, what our job descriptions are, what, you know, all of our work titles, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, get a pre-screening. I think that that's fantastic. Um, so you can get a baseline of your employees. And so what other what other program do you recommend you see this? Yeah. I mean, I see people do it all different ways, right? I mean, there's so many ways to go about this and, um, you know, I've seen companies build in fitness challenges, weight loss challenges. I've seen them build in, um, all kinds of different contests. I even, even like, um, 
like a steps contest. I've seen companies do that oh, where, hey, let's see, I'm going to, you know, I mean, almost everybody's got some sort of pedometer on them now, be it on their phone or their watch or whatever. Um, so putting in step contests as, as part of a fit overall fitness challenge. Um, I've even got one major manufacturer that brings in a local gym twice a week to teach boot camp to their, to their employees. So it's a, it's a cardio based, yeah. Cardio based fitness boot camp. They show up at four o'clock Tuesday, Thursday, every week. Um, and I bump into those guys all the time, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's something that's an investment that they're making in their employees. Right. I mean, cause healthier employees serve everybody better. So that's another thing you can do is, is, you know, your obviously your local gyms here starting next week are going to be slammed, but give them till about <laughs> mid February when, when everybody's new year's resolution dies off, they're going to have some time on their hands. Oh my gosh. That's genius. I, mm-hmm. I had, I haven't thought about that too much recently. I haven't seen a lot of companies that were working with really fully adopted program like that, where they're being consistent with maybe an outside resource or, you know, somebody coming in with some expertise that could maybe help bring that camaraderie in, but also bring some mm-hmm. techniques, like mm-hmm. you said, a kind of a boot camp, and that's consistent. Mm-hmm. I think that that's brilliant. Um, and then also another huge takeaway and tool that you could adopt is the challenge, you know, yeah. having a steps challenge, having a mm-hmm. fitness challenge, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be all about weight loss. It could be, so, there's so many other indicators to, to measure that it's not just does the scale go down, but maybe you can right. get creative right. and, you know, go on body fat percentage, or there's just so many other different mm-hmm. things there. But I think what I'm hearing you say is anything to that really involves the whole team so that way there's some competition, there's some camaraderie around the team, the company, and that's what's going to make a difference with these um, just being feeling valued, right? I mean, we talked about that right. we talked about that a little bit in part one was how many times does that matter most is when mm-hmm. an employee feels value, heard, seen. And that makes and, a difference. And it gets buy-in, right? When your employees are bought in everything again everything gets better right so this is another way to engage your employees and get buy-in for it's it's going to help with everything so right they'll they'll buy into whatever this you know whatever your challenge is whatever your competition is however you want to incorporate it but you know that's it just gets them gets them involved another way which is going to help get them you know further committed to your company that's what we want yeah yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the clients that you're working with and maybe they have, they have fallen into that category where you said it's the same story. You've heard it a million times. Yeah. I just described a story of somebody who has mm-hmm. a shoulder injury and maybe it was a, a slip here in December, November. Um, they're discouraged. I'm describing the type of employee that wants to get better and is motivated. They have that mindset like they mm-hmm. want to. So can you speak to that specific type of case? And what are some things that, um, I don't know, what are some things that you see with that type of, like any advice for that type of employee, um, any programs that they could do while they're not fully back to work? Yeah. So Let's go back to the pre-shift, right? Pre-shift stretch. So this is where I get 
super into these things because it pays off in this type of case. So OSHA guidelines allow you to use the documented posted pre-shift stretch program in a post-accident situation. Okay. So a guy has a sprain strain like you talked about, let's say. Mm-hmm. We can lean back into that pre-shift stretch program and use it as intervention. Now, in my world where I'm building it to incorporate all parts of the body, some cardiovascular stuff, mm-hmm. they can continue to, to, to work on themselves. Maybe if they're not, maybe they're working, I don't know, they're not doing the heavy lifting stuff. They're still at work, but they're doing some other, other duties instead while they're healing. This gives them an opportunity to continue to work on everything so they can maintain leg strength. If it's an upper extremity issue, they can maintain leg strength. They can keep their cardio up. They can maintain some flexibility as well. So we, I tend to call them stretch and flex program. Um, cause I want them to and stretch. This is post I, incident. You're talking yeah. about post incident and this is yeah. something that they can use, mm-hmm. something that they could do, be involved and, with. Yeah. And even their provider can do it. So, so I have every company I work with, I build them a pre-shift stretch program or I'll take what they've gotten and, and modify it a little bit. But then I keep them all, I've got them in a folder on my desk. So I know who's who and yeah. I can pull that out. And if a guy's got a sprain strain issue, I can take their, their, pre-shift stretch and flex program and use those things as intervention. So if it's a, let's say it's a lower extremity injury, I'm going to have squat in there. Everybody's got a squat in the pre-shift. I'm going to have some sort of a lunge. I'm going to have a hamstring stretch of, of sorts and a few other things that are built into that. So I can use them as, as an intervention for this guy's lower extremity strain. And yeah. then he, I hand it to him and say, here's what I need you to work on. Here's the yeah. things that I want you to do. I know you've done these before because you're supposed to be doing them before every shift. Um, so I know you're familiar with them, right? So we're, we're, our risk of, of further injury is low because he's, he's going to be doing something that he's familiar with. But now we can target it using, you know, still playing within the bounds of OSHA, uh, using that pre-shift stretch program. And that's why when I build them, I always tell companies, hey, I'm going to over-engineer this thing a little bit for you, and here's why. Obviously, mm-hmm. for the preventative stuff like we already talked about. But now in a, in a post-injury case, here's the utilization for that. Um, it, it, I haven't any, had anybody told me that's a bad idea yet. So I think no. you know, it, it, it definitely works, and there's, there's so much rationale behind you know, implementing it for all different manufacturers or c- contractors or whatever you want to put in for an employer. Um, there's a case to be made for, for being very broad with your, with your pre-shift. Yeah. Yeah. And so many things run through my mind when you're describing that type of program, because, oh my goodness, almost nine times out of 10, actually, I almost want to say 10 times out of 10, that every time that we receive that initial uh, physician's report and we're talking about a strain or, you know, some sort of minor shoulder injury, let's say, mm-hmm. it ends there as far as the employee's willingness to, or maybe the, the guidance, the guidance ends there. Okay, well, I, I, I did hurt my shoulder. I do want to get back to work, but I have no tools, no tips how to really, truly get better on right. my own. Right. And th- because I've worked with so many employees where I am describing that employee that, you know, this, this was a true accident. They, they're, 
they're embarrassed. They, you know, gosh, I, I didn't mm -hmm. want this to happen. I want to do mm -hmm. whatever it takes to get back to work tomorrow. How mm -hmm. do I get back to work? And they want to get better. But mm -hmm. when you're told, and maybe even uh, prescriptions were recommended and the employees like, no, I don't want them. Like I right. want to get back together, but I want to get back and better. But the guidance ends there. So having uh, a program where an employee is engaged in and they're doing these light exercises. They're continuing mm -hmm. on with a stretching program that is hopefully, you know, put in place. I like what you said. They're mm -hmm. familiar with these stretches. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, it doesn't provoke further injury, right. but that is so ideal. So that way their, their minds are engaged and in a program because I think that's huge post incident. I think I, I think you and I both agree on that. Mm -hmm. But then also your follow up with, hey, how was X Y Z doing? How was yeah. this feeling for you? Because I feel like nothing would be worse than getting injured. You have the mindset, the willingness to get better, but you're you're not given any resources on how to get there. So that's pretty interesting. Follow up's huge, right? I mean, if you can tell an employee. Hey, here's here's what happened to you. I'm gonna validate your injury a little bit. Okay. I understand what happened to you. Here's why it hurts. Yeah. Here's what you can expect in the next 48 hours. And here's what I want you to do in that time. And while you're doing mm -hmm. these things, here's what you can also expect. As long as you're reasonably close with those predictions and you've given this person some tools and some and some means to handle these the pain on their own but people are going to get better the vast majority of the time. And if they don't within a couple of days, the picture just continues to get clearer. So you can be more, tar at least I can be more targeted with my recommendations to the employer, the employee and whomever the doctor is maybe that, that they do now need to go see, because we do have maybe a, you know, a, a more substantial injury on our hands than we thought we did. Um, I see. there's so much that comes out of that too, you know, and, and, getting some trust from the employee and the employer both is, is a big part of that as well uh, for managing yeah. a good outcome. And I think too is having these programs in place. I know everyone listening is thinking, gosh, these are really, really good ideas. This makes sense. There's no logical reason why we shouldn't be doing this. Mm -hmm. But I think that, I think that employers get stuck right there and they don't, I want to mention that all of this is great if it's put into place before the incident. You know, you're talking yes. a lot about there's yes. a, there's so much that you can do. There's only so much that you can do after mm -hmm. post incident. Right. And I think when you have the full program, you know, I really challenge everyone listening to adopt some of these programs, whether it be a pre shift um, stretch program um, paired along with a cardio. You know, it doesn't have to be anything intense, but just. Some something mm -hmm. to get your heart rate up in the morning mm -hmm. paired along with a, a baseline testing of all of your employees before they're even, you know, that's mm -hmm. just a part of the new hire orientation. The whole package really does matter to set you up six, for success in this new year. And then um, one thing I want you to um, talk about or mention is for everybody listening, and this is for everybody, you don't have to, this is just um, advice that I'm selfishly wanting from you that the whole audience can benefit on is 
Yes, I hear what you're saying about the stretch and the, mm-hmm. the cardio program. What is something that all of us that you would recommend as a physical therapist? What is something beyond for those overachievers? What is something that you recommend that we're all doing that's maybe a part of our our daily habits and our routines to bulletproof us? Nothing is bulletproof, but to right. but to help bulletproof us going into this next year as healthy individuals taking all titles out doesn't matter if you're a new hire you're the supervisor but what should we be doing to to help our health this year that might have to be episode three that we go through man that could that could really be a (laughs) long i mean we could go we could go we could go long on that one because there is so much and it all starts you know for me it starts you know i start things at the beginning of the day so sleep you know how well are you sleeping? Oh How gosh, much are you sleeping? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, you know, Fitbits or whatever, Apple Watch. I always, I track my sleep. I encourage other people to do so too because it's a real good indicator of how healthy you are. Um, what a wonderful we think we, piece of advice. Yeah, yeah, sometimes we think we sleep great and we don't. We sleep terribly. Um, in, in having something to actually measure that beyond, oh, I went to bed at, 10 and it's six. So I must've gotten eight hours of sleep. You'd be shocked. Um, if you had a, some sort of wearable to tell you, no, you didn't, you may have been in bed for eight hours. You might've only slept for four. Um, oh it's gosh. just, there's so much lost time that, you know, that, that people miss on it, but the value of sleep in the recovery process is massive. You know, when okay. you get down to the physiology of it behind how your body behaves while you sleep, both the mental piece, but then the physical part as well, um, you got to give your body time to heal, um, time to recover, especially if you're in a, you know, you're not high energy or, or very physically demanding or even mentally demanding job. It's very important for, for that. Um, but then you can oh get into gosh, diet you can get into Chris. so many things. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's so many places you can go, but sleep is, is a big one that, um, you know, certainly we as PTs, um, but a lot of the healthcare industry now is, is getting a little more invested in because there's, there's a lot there that needs to be unpacked. Okay. How many times, I mean, this is so interesting to explore your mind and your brain and the cases that you've seen this last week, mm-hmm. this last year over your yeah. whole career. But how mm-hmm. many times are you working with um, an employee who was injured on the job? And let's let's say it's a minor injury and you already know by listening to this employee's lifestyle, you know, they're being mm-hmm. honest with you. This right. is this is the sleeve. This is my diet. This is everything. Mm-hmm. How many times did those root causes contribute to the fiasco that they maybe got themselves into it's yeah in in injuries never about the moment that it happens rarely anyway there's so many things that factor in whether it's you know their their knowledge of the job their concentration whatever else is is going on the, the team environment who's working around there's so many things that go into an injury Oftentimes what I have seen is it is people get hurt doing stuff they do a thousand times and they're just not concentrating on what it is that they're doing. Their brain is somewhere else while they're trying to do their job. Yeah. Yep. That's when stuff happens. Well, concentration is correlated to fatigue, right? So if people are tired, they have a harder time concentrating. And if they're Mm -hmm. not paying attention to what they're doing, their risk of an injury is, is, is very high. Um, so when I listen to people's stories, I'm piecing all that in my mind of like, yeah, don't, don't, you can sit there and tell me about, you know, tripping over the two by four 
on the job site. I got a feeling that was just the straw that broke the camel's back. And typically <laughs> it is. It's, it's all right. So tell me how that happened. All right. Tell me about your day that day. And then people just start to talk and tell you things and you learn a lot about their habits and, and things that, that you can help them with. And, you know, you start talking sleep to some guys and they don't want to hear it. Cause they're like, Oh, that didn't have anything to do with it. Okay, fine. <laughs> but trust me when I tell you, it probably had more to do with it than you think it did when it comes down to, to what happened to you. Oh my gosh. When you, would you say that this could be a part three, I'm over here like exploding because I can tell you as a safety professional doing this for almost 10 years and working on the craziest mm -hmm. incidents, you are a hundred percent right. And this is why I'm glowing over here is because I'm so serious that you get it. Like you mm -hmm. get it as a physical therapist, you get the employee, you mm -hmm. get it. And what I mean by that is you understand that sometimes I'll talk to other professionals and they'll, you know, blame everything on the employee. Oh, the, it was all his fault. It was all her fault. Or, you know, everybody's pointing finger that maybe then, then the employees is pointing fingers mm -hmm. too, but you're exactly right that you're talking about every incident that I've ever worked on. Mm -hmm. It is not the, the incident didn't happen in that moment. All mm -hmm. the, all the contributing factors is what you said. Didn't yeah. happen in that moment. And you're exactly right. I can name almost every incident where something happened and the employees that I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew, mm -hmm. I knew that it was wrong. Mm -hmm. I did this a thousand times. Oh, I'm so stupid. Or they're mm -hmm. blaming themselves or, you know, this was, my mind wasn't there, Apollonia, right. but I, I knew what I was doing was wrong and I just, I chose to risk it anyways because mm -hmm. I'm short on time because I'm stressed out. Yeah. One time uh, I worked on a crazy case where an employee actually mangled both of his hands in an auger. Yeah. And when I was post, I mean, after the whole incident, after mm -hmm. everything, I'm sitting down, listening to, un trying to paint the picture of what happened that morning. And he, and, uh, this gentleman, he's so lighthearted and, and he was, he had a great attitude throughout all this, but he was like, yeah, I, um, fist fought my coworker on the job in the morning because mm -hmm. I'm writing the incident investigation. And he's like, he stole my Pepsi out of my refrigerator on mm -hmm. like they're mm -hmm. living on location. They're, they're out of yep. state employees. Yep. So they get, you know, there's this, there's this altercation in the morning and his mind's all over the place. And then, then it just, he just wasn't thinking mm -hmm. like you said. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about sleep and you mentioned a little bit about, um, diet, which we could, it's already been 45 minutes again. Yeah. Like we really, I mean, really we could get into stress management and stress's impact on the inflammatory cycle and that on soft tissue injuries. I mean, there's so much there that, that, you know, employers got to have kind of at least some aspect or some education on the, to help their people and reduce their injuries. I mean, there's, like I said, there's episode, there's certainly episode three in there for sure. Um, you know, we could, we could keep going, but you know, this is, this is a huge part of, of obviously what I do, but a huge part, you know, for my employers that I work with, it's, 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 it's so valuable to get all of this put together for them. Um, mm -hmm. so that, they know, you know, the nature of injuries, they can know why things are happening and then we can help control them. I mean, that's in the end, you know, we spend a year getting to know these companies and we spend all the years after that trying to, to control their issues for them. And, um, 
you know, there's a lot of pieces that go into that. It's not just one thing or two, one thing here, one thing there. It's, you gotta, you gotta cover the whole thing for them, the whole, the whole picture for them to, to uh, really have an impact. Absolutely. What I hear you saying is it's not, yes, imply, um, implement, adopt a, a stretch and, a, you know, a cardio program. Yes, do that. Yes, have a baseline testing for your employees. So you have, you know, a starting point with all your team members. It could really help you out. Gosh forbid uh-huh. you're ever in a scenario with an incident. But yep. what we're also saying, what Chris is saying is it doesn't end and it doesn't begin there. And I do think that we, we schedule a part three. I'm already thinking (laughs) right now as you're speaking of the title for this episode and how I feel that this conversation is best framed is how to prevent a recordable in 2023. And, uh, you know, your advice of, of how to get your workplace into a healthier um, stronger, uh, and how to create an environment where we're healthier and stronger overall Mm -hmm. as humans, as individuals is golden is key. Chris, you're such a resource. I really, really appreciate your time in this episode. I think that there's so much, um, that listeners that I have certainly taken away. You know, I heard you talk about stress as also a root cause sleep first and foremost, you know, just employers need to be cognizant. You need to be cognizant of these other aspects that affect all of us throughout the day, sleep, diet, stress. So I think that those are all things that we could dive more into and get your advice on. Um, but we'll leave you with that listeners because we've already taken 45 minutes. It happened again too. This happened last time. It just rolls by. You only think it's a few minutes. The next thing you know, we're 40 minutes in. Yeah, Raj, what do we do? But um, I really, really appreciate all the practical advice. I think this is something that um, is really valuable to all listeners. So thank you so much, Chris. Do you have any other final thoughts for the audience? Um, Again, we're going to link link all of Chris's contact information so you can get some resources from him if you just are needing some more questions of yours, uh, specific questions answered, you could reach out to Chris, but, um, anything else, any advice coming into this new year? Oh, I mean, you know, I always tell employers, you know, get to know your employees. I mean, it, no matter how many there are, you know, and, and make sure that you've got engagement with all levels. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, you, you get an employee with an ax to grind against you. Um, yeah. That gets very expensive very quickly, right? So, yep. you know, happy employees are productive employees. Um, you know, productive employees tend to be safe employees. So that that's my quick advice, you know, and obviously there's certainly more if anybody needs it. I'm happy to help. It's beautiful. Now, that's really, um, all of that is true. Oh, I've seen that time and time again. So thank you so much for your time, Chris. And uh, hopefully we'll chat soon, okay? Thank you for I everyone listening. I appreciate that, Polonia. Thank you for listening to the True Safety Podcast with Apollonia Rockwell. If you are looking to save time and money with your safety program this year, we'd love to hear from you. Head to truesafetyservices.com slash podcast to schedule a free call with our team, where we will help you identify the biggest opportunities for growth in your company and safety program, and we'll connect you with the right resources to help you grow. Again, that is truesafetyservices.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening. 
We will see you next week. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. If you know anyone who needs to hear this episode today, click the share button and send them this episode. Thank you.